Mr. Boyd is scared, he is desperate, delusional, and he is a bully. He tried to bully me, he tried to bully my employer, he tried to bully my family, and I simply would not and will not give in. If he insists on playing this out in the media, he will have to do so with the facts. So let me ask you this. So, so basically, I mean, the, the bottom line is that uh, what do you want me to do? I would prefer to you to uh, just drop out of the race and everything goes away. I have a fake parody account. It's called Fake Leslie Dale, and I'm not offended by it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, and a lot of people would think that I would be offended by it. But I'm not offended by it. I think it's all in good fun. And yeah. No. Yeah. You faked it. I faked it. That whole thing, the whole production, it was all an act. Fake, 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 fake. How many times did you do this? Um, all the time. What the hell is this? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't change for And note to self, don't die. Welcome in, everybody. I'm a little excited today. This is the supposed for-profit venture that is known as the Stone On Air Podcast. It's a weekly dose for April 19th, 419. Are you rolled, bro? On the heels of 420. Thanks for finding the show. And it has been a most... Interesting last week, well, really solid week. Well, it depends on how you look at it. It's been an interesting couple of weeks because I was on vacation. But upon arriving back from being on vacation, I kind of took a look around and see which way the wind blows. And the wind was blowing all over the place. And there was stories left and right, a couple of them unbelievable some of them not so unbelievable, and they all just kind of stacked on top of each other at once. And so I got back at the end of the, what would that have been, the second week of April, I guess, around the 12th or 13th. And first of all, while I was gone, I noticed that story in East Ridge. I saw the Facebook post from somebody who knew the kid, and I immediately screenshotted it because I knew somebody would take it down eventually. It was awful. I never even got done reading all of it. The guy... The kid that killed his mom or something and then drove to Alabama and then put this super long, crazy Facebook post and then they found him dead too later on. It's a little more complicated than that. I don't know. I haven't got around to that story yet, but that was last week. Uh, Tim Boyd indicted uh, for extortion. One of the bigger assholes you'll ever meet. Um, thought overall he meant well at the end of the day, even though he was kind of an ass most of the time. I lived next door to him for damn near 10 years, so I'm not just going on hearsay or something somebody told me once. Um, was a good neighbor in the sense that he, you know, mowed his lawn every other three days and, and got mad if there was too many people nearby or whatever and get off my lawn guy. 
But uh, overall, as a politician, he's been kind of a, a snake, and he's been exposed for that, which will be the second half of the show for today, the April 19th version of The Weekly Dose. The slideshow, if you will, the old person look back at my vacation uh, show was earlier this week. If you got a chance to check that out, I appreciate it. If you didn't, that's fine, too. So to lay out the show real quick today, it's going to be two segments. If it takes 20 minutes to do both, then that's how long the show is going to be. If it takes an hour, it's going to be an hour. We'll see how long it goes. Something tells me it'll be longer than 20 minutes. So East Brainerd Mayor Brent Lambert released the phone calls that he recorded with Tim Boyd. I went through about 30 to 40 minutes of this, combed through it, and pulled out about six clips that I'll play in the second half of the show. And uh, it really looks bad for Tim Boyd, even though he has spent it. It is amazing how people can spend stuff. So we'll put a peg in that. We'll come back to that later on. The opening segment, the first segment of the show, is what I came back to when I got home and started to come back alive around Friday on the 13th of April. And it was Saturday morning, the 14th, that I got a message through Instagram, of all places, from somebody I don't even know that well. And said, hey, what do you think about this uh, fake Leslie Dale thing? And I said, I do not know what you're talking about. And then shortly after that, I talked to my friend Brad from Hits 96, and he told me all about where they were at. So I'm going to try to explain this. I, I, I talked about it at the front of the Monday show that I couldn't say anything yet, or it wasn't that I couldn't. I just decided not to because there was some serious tension in the air, and there was people concerned about losing their job. This is the perfect, the most excellent example of a fake outrage situation you're ever going to run into. And I hope that I can paint the picture well enough to accurately expose the fraudulent nature of the people who were involved with the accusations that they were trying to throw around. And the borderline slanderous comments made by a couple of assholes in this city. And I'll get to who those people are specifically in a minute. But let's back up and start from the beginning of the story. I'm going to read a little bit from some of the Facebook threads once I get into giving you the nuts and bolts. Here's what happens. For the last seven months in the afternoon on Hits 96 on Brad Steiner's show, and I'm going to leave most everybody's name out of it, just going to let you know that it is Brad. You know he's one of my best friends, and he does an afternoon drive show. And it's filled with a cast of characters, so many different voices and bits and guests and some of it's hilarious and some of it's dumb as hell and some of it every now and again might even go a little too far no doubt over the course of 15 16 we have about the same lineage of years in this industry sometimes you do something that's uh, that's doesn't go over well so no one is uh, ever escapes from that but so for the last seven months they've had this character on the show that's Collins called fake leslie dale not an employee of the station friend of all of ours in our clique quality dude the gist of the bit is dude calls in and, yes, sounds kind of like the ditzy reporter woman. And as you heard at the front of the show, Leslie Dale knew all about this bit. This has nothing to do with the Times Free Press. I think the Times Free Press does quality work. This commentary for this podcast today has nothing to do with the paper. It has everything to do with Leslie Dale and, oh, look who's back at it, embarrassing themselves once again, Talk Radio 102.3. The fraud monster. Yeah, it's all about these two clowns. And, oh yeah, more specifically, my good buddy Brian Joyce, who I thought was a friend of mine too until he attacked me at the end of last year. This is an embarrassment to Chattanooga, that Brian Joyce that is. He's an embarrassment to Cumulus Media. And if you work there, you should be embarrassed that he's your co-worker. And Leslie Dale has turned out to be the female version of Brian Joyce. 
More on that in a minute. Put a, put a pin on that. We'll come back. So for the last seven months, this bit has been going on and on and on. Most of the times, it's pretty darn funny. She's on the record, as I have the audio, you've already heard it in this show, saying she is not offended. She thinks that it is funny and all in good fun. Those are exact quotes from the Times Free Press Facebook Live show from back in March. It is my understanding, and I believe it to be true, that she's had every opportunity to tell them to cease and desist on this character. Not only has she approved of the bit, she has been quoted as saying she was flattered by it at one time. Now, if that changes and you're no longer flattered and you're no, and you're no longer okay with it, that's fine. Why don't you go to the people who were not friends of yours, at least close acquaintances and colleagues, and ask them specifically what it is they're doing, and if you don't approve of it, and ask them to no longer continue this bit and this character. Well, because that would take a professional approach from a professional broadcaster, which Leslie Dale is not. So at some point, there was a Facebook post or an Instagram post that uh, showed concern over one of the bits of the fake Leslie Dale on the afternoon show that referenced Leslie Dale's son, which I will explain more here in a few minutes. That post showed up on Leslie Dale's Facebook page in the neighborhood of Thursday. Could have been Wednesday, but Thursday it looks like to me when I look back at the past postings. All of a sudden, it turns into a little bit of a fire of what is this, how disgusting, how awful, you know how things work on Facebook. Well, without Leslie Dale approaching anybody who has anything to do with any of this, keeping in mind, even the person who was involved with the, the character is also a, somebody she's aware of and knows who it is. Instead of going to them and saying and asking questions, she just immediately starts to say things like demeaning, harassment, just start coming up with the words, and, and you're starting to see these on her Facebook page. I mean, notifications are pretty cool, right? I mean, people love notifications. Attention is fun, right? That's what she's all about, and that's what she got. And then all of a sudden it went from, this is something I'm flattered by and have a, officially approved of in some setting to now all of a sudden I'm enraged and I'm being harassed. Why, other than just attention on social media? I'm not sure. How far does it go from there if nothing else happens? No telling. Well, guess who else gets involved? Our good buddy Brian Joyce. Might as well be Brian Dale and Leslie Joyce. They're one and the same. They're the same kind of person. So next thing you know, Leslie Dale's got an appointment at 125 on The Brian Joyce Show, two of the most boring hours of radio in the city of Chattanooga. They proceed to spend the next, from what I've been told, in the neighborhood of 20 minutes or so, talking about how offended she was by this character and one bit in particular, which I'll tell you more about here shortly. Now, they targeted Brad Steiner, the host of this show, and I don't know what is exactly said, so I won't go on conjecture, but it was, a, it was, it was, it was nasty because I was able to hear a, a grainy version of it through Snapchat that somebody saved, and I can't remember what the words are. It was noisy when I had it, when I heard it on somebody's phone, and I don't have any record of it because WGOW hasn't posted the podcast. I'd have heard every word if they would post the podcast that Leslie Dale said that was forthcoming. It never came, and there's a reason why it never came because it was potentially borderline slanderous. So let's go to the Facebook page from that Friday. Leslie Dale, 1243. On with Brian Joyce at Talk Radio 102.3 now. Some of her posts. Proud of you. You go, girl. Can you listen online? Brian Joyce is going to post a podcast later. 
I posted this about uh, in the next day, day and a half or so. Still waiting on that podcast from Brian Joyce. Looking forward to it. That was from the initial posting. A little bit later on, she posts with Hits 96 tagged. It's called Harassment, a post adult bullies. Leslie responds to the fullest extent. Another response, oh, adult bullies, despicable. Another response, wow, I surely thought you were in on it. Leslie says, no, I am not. Another response, I rarely listen, but it usually sounds in poor taste. But I didn't realize it was happening without your consent. Not cool. Well, it was happening with her consent, but another response here. They're a sad excuse for human beings. Children are off limits, and it's evolved into harassment. So I'll put the Facebook page stuff down, and I'll just I'll let you know what that children thing meant. So originally I was going to go big with all the audio from her Facebook Lives and from the shows and all the bits, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave all of that out of it, and I'm just going to come from my pers- perspective over here as a listener and as friends and not a representation of anything other than me, Brian, the host of this weekly podcast. Here's what it was. What they do is she would call, she, he would call in as the fake Leslie Dale character, a little ditzy and all that, and they would ask three questions from the news that day and get the response, get a few laughs and move along. One day, it, the one of the stories was Donald Trump was focusing on violent video games as some kind of initiative. Well, hey, fake Leslie Dale, what do you think about that? Well, the response was, well, I, I am worried about violence in video games because my son went outside and jumped up and hit his head on a question mark and it gave him a brain injury. Now, the reference was to Super Mario Brothers because the next comment from one of the hosts on the show was, oh, yeah, and you want to make sure they don't go down those pipes. They can get lost in the underground. And the response was, yeah, and he could hurt his head again. It's really dangerous. I'm worried about it. It was a joke about Super Mario Brothers not being remotely dangerous and not being the point of the, of the original real news story. It was not poking fun at anybody's children. It was not any kind of de- derogatory or, or negative comments towards anybody. It was a joke. If you don't like the joke and you don't want your likeness to any kind of humor, all you got to do is say something and then you go from there. But no, attention-seeking people like Brian Joyce and Leslie Dale go to social media and, uh, and to their radio shows to make a big deal out of something because they're getting a lot of traction on it and their friends are cheering them on. These are not professional people. These are not quality individuals. This is a poor way of handling this. There was no harassment. There was nothing demeaning. Nobody was made fun of by their appearance. Nobody was called names. It was a real legitimate joke. And it was funny as hell, by the way. Not the point. I'm just telling you. It wasn't offensive. So most people commenting on this on the page, Facebook and otherwise, have never heard the segment because most people don't listen to Talk Radio 102.3 and there's not a podcast of it, which I've continued and repeatedly asked for and it's not coming. All right, so just a little bit more from the Facebook thread that was on Leslie Dale's page. This is from Brad directly to Leslie early on, where I stopped before. I personally invite you to come on the air with me tomorrow. You get all the time you want, no matter the topic. We obviously have heard conflicting things both from you and others about what an impersonation means to you. I'm not getting into the weeds about insert thing here, so you'll, you have a giant platform for discussion should you choose tomorrow at 3. Call me anytime and gives his phone number. 
That's my personal cell number, and I don't care who has it as long as it means you can clear the air as to what you find flattering versus what you find harassment. The next comment is from Brian Joyce. She doesn't need to come on your show, Brad. She has a much much bigger platform on mine, and she'll do it today at 125. That's right, 100,000 watts versus 6,000 watts, and the numbers are pathetically uh, unbalanced. Yeah, the bigger platform is not Brian Joyce. He's a liar. He's a fraud, just like everybody else in that building over there. And just like Leslie Dale is, this is fake outrage. And fake news is a concern, and fake stories, and fake ideology, and, and misleading and manipulation. But I'm telling you, fake outrage is one of the most dangerous things out there right now. Because a bunch of people who just want to cheerlead Leslie Dale, oh, oh, yes, you're so brave. Nothing happened here. This isn't real. This is fake. And then it goes on with some more back and forth, and I do some there. I don't, I don't even want to read this. I'm done. I'm throwing that over there. I don't want to read that. I'm throwing that over there. It's disgusting, and it's, it's absolutely infuriating. I was so mad Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm so glad I didn't do a show because I might have accidentally gone off the rails and become offensive in my own right because I was so damn mad. But this is pathetic, and this is more amateur hour out of Talk Radio 102.3. This is absolutely an embarrassment. Your reputations are completely tarnished. At least they have been in the last few years. I let every single person I know, I, I know over there th- realize that this is awful and borderline slanderous. And you want to know why I know that I'm right? Because everybody shut up about it. Every time I've tagged Joyce or D- Leslie Dale about something, whatever it is, nothing comes back. Especially from Joyce, he always gets the last word. They've muzzled him again. What do you think about that, Joyce? The, the frauds that you work for won't let you speak on a matter anymore. It's got to be infuriating you. It's embarrassing. Kevin West, Bill Lockhart, Scott Chase, whoever the manager is over there, it's so embarrassing that you let this guy do things like this, completely unvetted situation, and spend an afternoon calling people names, like really serious in the climate that we live in right now, derogatory, nasty names that can be taken completely out of context by somebody who has no idea what it is you're talking about. All the stuff that, that I do and everything that, that the, the afternoon people I was just talking about do, it's all archived. You can go listen to every bit of it. But guess which one you can't hear? Oh, yeah, that's the one you guys did because you won't release it because you know that it was in the wrong. You know you were borderline slanderous. And before somebody jumps in there and says, all right, Brian, whatever, they might not have had a copy. They might not have been recording. Well, here's a little nugget for you. Cumulus America, National Cumulus, has every single radio station has, that of their properties has what's called a skimmer. Every single minute of every single show is archived on every single property that they own for up to six months. I didn't just hear this. Somebody didn't just tell me that once. I sat there and used the damn thing every day for years. They have the audio, they're sitting on the audio, they've listened to the audio, and they ain't doing a damn thing with it. Why? Because they know they're in the wrong. And Leslie Dale has shut up about it, and once again, Brian Joyce has become an embarrassment to the profession here locally. And now between him and Leslie Dale and the way she's even acted in some of her work she's done, which you could also go go out and go on the other side of this angle, is of her journalistic integrity. Is there any there? I don't, probably not. I'll let everybody else debate that. I don't care about that as much. But as once again, the industry is stained again here locally because a couple of idiots 
decided to try to have their moment. Oh, well, we got you. We're got you, guy and gal. No, you don't. You don't got anything. All you got is a bunch of damn lying on your hands and your frauds and your fake. It's fake outrage. Liars. Liar, liar, pants on damn fire. God. Damn it, it pisses me off. So, so irresponsible. So irresponsible on every level. If you have a problem with somebody, if you have a problem with something, especially if they're close colleagues that you've worked with before, that you have relationships with, and you have borderline friendships with, and you take this route, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. And ashamed that you took the advice from a dipshit like Brian Joyce to go on the air and make it even worse. He hates me, He hate, and I don't have anything to do with this, but he hates me, and he hates Brad, and he hates everybody else. He hates everybody. If, it's, if the person's name isn't Brian Joyce, the, that asshole Brian Joyce doesn't like the person, and he'll do whatever it takes to demean others and, and, and has a joy at the expense of others. That is what Brian Joyce does, and maybe that's what Leslie Dale does as well. All right. I initially had a lot of different ideas for this segment, and I'm kind of glad in the end to let everything just, the dust settle down a little bit and just kind of just go real right into the mic for as long as I feel like it and then kind of start to put the wraps on it now. It's lame, and it's fraudulent, and I slay lame, and I expose frauds, and that's what this is. Hashtag fake-ass outrage. Fake, 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 fake. All right, coming up next, speaking of assholes and potential liars, too, all kinds of personal relationships today. This has to do with the current mayor of East Ridge, which is where I live. I've never met the man, Brent Lambert, and the current yet running for re-election county commissioner from District 8, who used to be my next-door neighbor for damn near 10 years. His name is Tim Boyd, and it looks like dude is guilty of extortion. And I got plenty of phone recordings to prove just that that were released by East Ridge Mayor Brent Lambert just yesterday. I'll get to that next. This is Stacked Actors from the Foo Fighters. Stacked Dead Actors, Stacked to the Rafters. Line up the bastards. All we want is the truth. that I've found out during this ordeal. The campaign contributions that I received were legal and commonplace. My dispersing of those funds was appropriate and proper. Many candidates make loans to their own campaigns. Many candidates pay back those loans. And many don't pay them back completely. That's why there's a category for it on the disclosure forms. I didn't try to hide anything, and Mr. Boyd knows this. Maybe he was just trying to deflect attention away from his own disclosures. Mr. Boyd not only received some big contributions after voting for a controversial landfill that wasn't even in his district, some of the very principals that stood before the commission asking for permission to build the landfill spent the month following that vote planning a fundraiser for Mr. Boyd. 
and didn't even hold it in his district. Folks, that's only one of the things in his disclosure that doesn't pass that smell test that he keeps referring to. Speaking of relationships, Mr. Boyd has tried to mock the fact that I know how to build relationships even with people outside my own party. I think citizens are tired of both sides of the aisle not being able to talk with one another. To have a civil discussion with a member of the opposing party is not a bad thing. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Send lawyers, guns, and money. It'll get me out of this. Yeah. I don't know if this one's going to get Tim Boyd out of this. Lawyers, guns, or money. And hell, for all I know, Brent Lambert's a crooked politician, too. Welcome back to the Stone on Air podcast, a weekly dose for April 19th. And Eastridge is an interesting area to live in. I have lived here since 2007. As a matter of fact, as a matter of damn fact, no shit. I had not thought about this for even a second. I closed on this house on April 20th, 20, uh, 2007. So this will be the 11th year I've been here uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So it just popped into my head. The shit has hit the fan. Of course, we're in Zivon. But, um, yeah, so I've been here for 11 years now. And I live down by the tunnels on South Seminole. I, I, there's a lot to like about the city government here as far as city services, at least. The um, Camp Jordan seems to be a quality uh, facility for the most part. I guess somebody might argue with me on that one. And overall, it seems like they spend their money close to responsibly, but I don't really keep up with it, to be honest with you. So really, maybe I'm just kind of talking out of my ass. I'm not real sure. But I know the, the cost of living is low because that's because you got a lot of riffraff to deal with. And uh, do I like where I'm at? Yeah, what do I kind of wish I was somewhere else, maybe. But Eastridge has a long, long history of corrupt politicians, from what I understand. And... My neighbor, for most of the 11 years that I've been here, he moved away, it might be almost two years now, but a little, two years at the most, was Tim Boyd. And he ran for county commissioner in 2010. And I don't have a bunch of dirt on the guy or anything like that. I don't have anything bad to say about him until this story popped up. He's an uber, uber, ultra conservative type. Um, he is not a Trump guy, even though he might be now pretending like he is. Um, using this completely, uh, if if you get involved with uh, the other party, you're the enemy. He's kind of been taking that approach with um, uh, Brent Lambert, who is the, and so, you, so this makes sense. Brent Lambert is the mayor of East Ridge. Tim Boyd is the county commissioner for District 8. I guess, clearly, not I guess, I know, or it wouldn't be possible to be served, you know, send in the papers. You can be East Ridge mayor and county commissioner. I got to imagine that there is some kind of conflict of interest there, but it appears to be legal. And really, all the county commissioners do, I mean, the average asshole walking around doesn't even really know this. And I'm sure it's more complicated than this, too. You just basically are appropriating funds. County commissioners basically decide where the money goes within their district of the county. I mean, it's a big, is what, is it, isn't it one of the biggest counties in the state? I mean, and I think it's one of the few that has this many commissioners in it 
I'd have to do some more research on that. So I guess if you were the mayor of East Ridge and then you were also the county commissioner of an area that covers most of East Ridge, it also covers a lot of East Brainerd. I think that's where Tim Boyd ended up moving to was East Brainerd. As a matter of fact, I actually live in the house that Tim Boyd uh, grew up in. I am sitting in an area of the house that Tim Boyd was a child uh, living in. So uh, again, I don't have any dirt on the guy and I don't have any reason to dislike him other than what he's doing here is absolutely disgusting, it would appear. And he is a really big asshole. But I know a lot of people who are really big assholes. I don't. I didn't quite finish my thought before. Super conservative, uh, get off my lawn type guy, my way or the highway. But he is not a Trump guy. When Trump was running, he was still living here. And we talked about it at length. We, were, we got along fine. I worked at the talk station while he was running for county commissioner. And I would, he, we would have him on once he was elected. He had to like me whether he wanted to or not. And... In this setting, I if he ever catches wind of this, I guess I'll probably we'll never talk again. But the chances were we were never going to talk again anyway. So they're running against each other in the primary for County Commissioner District 8, which is May 1st. Well, apparently there's some kind of shady business dealings that Tim doesn't like that he got his hands on that might not necessarily be illegal. He even says it out loud uh, during some of these phone calls. But it is unethical, and it'll look bad on Brent Lambert, who is also, I didn't know this until today, he is the CEO and president of the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum. So you also got to think about it from another angle. We've got Tim Boyd, who's been in construction management, project management most of his life, something along those lines, and, uh, and, and inherited a bunch from his parents. All this property where I live right now was all once owned by a Boyd. So I know that he, I don't know the exact number or anything like that, but he got a, a when his parents died, who used to live up here when I first moved in, I believe that he reaped those, uh, those inheritance benefits quite a lot. And good for him, nothing wrong with that. So he's got his own work that I believe is in Georgia, as a matter of fact. And then he's got this separate job, which is a nice little supplemental income of 20000 or more dollars or so. And so Brent Lambert it wants to run now to take that seat he is the CEO and president of the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum. He is the mayor of East Ridge. And now he also would like to be the county commissioner. How many jobs does this guy need? So this isn't just necessarily me piling on Tim Boyd. I'm just curious about the whole thing all the way around. The little I see of Brent Lambert out there seems like an all right guy. Doesn't mean he is. He might be the biggest crook on this side of the, of the, of, of the ridge cut. I don't know. I'm not sure. What I do know is Tim Boyd is trying to extort the man. And this is not alleged, which I guess on paper it is, but not in my mind. This is fact, because I've got the phone calls that he that Brett Lambert released to the media just yesterday. It's like an hour-long press conference and about 30 to 45 minutes worth of phone calls. I have dug through these damn things, and I've got us down to six of these phone calls. And we'll go and get those started right now, shall we? Because I'm already ready to wrap this thing up. I'm tired, and I'm ready to go to bed on a uh, late, 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 late Wednesday night into Thursday, April 19th, the Weekly Dose. This is the Stone On Air podcast, and this is the very first call that Brent Lambert makes to Tim Boyd, at least that was recorded anyway, on the Stone On Air podcast. Hello, Commissioner Boyd. Hey, this is Brent Lambert. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Hey, I received a, uh, a message from Alan McCauley last night, and mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of cryptic. I didn't, I don't know exactly what it said, but uh, it, it seem to indicate that uh, that you had been able to find some information. Not me, my team. 
I'm not looking for it, but uh, people on my political team delve into some of your activities last year, and it looks uh, very suspicious and certainly unethical. It's not going to look good for you, Grant, just to be frank with you. It doesn't look good. It's all documented. There's uh, it's factual information. It's not anything that anybody has to have circumstantial evidence on. This is factual information. And Brent, it's it's not good. Some of my team who have been in this political game a lot longer than me said this is really bad. And I said, well, I would like to see Brent pull out rather than this expose it. And uh, my team is going to have a meeting Sunday and decide what we're going to do with the information. He regularly references his team. That's his uh, election committee, I guess. And he regularly is trying to deflect, like, it's not me, it's my people, and they're telling me we're going to have to use this if we go forward. That is the beginning of the phone calls that Brent Lambert recorded that he had with Tim Boyd back in February, which this is a one-consent state, I think they call it. Only one person has to be aware of the uh, recording, which basically means anybody can be spied upon in the state of Tennessee, which might be another podcast and conversation for another day. This is Brent Lambert just straight up asking District 8 County Commissioner Tim Boyd, what is it you want? So let me ask you this. So so basically, I mean, the, the bottom line is, what do you want me to do? Well, what I would prefer you to do is instead of continue this campaign again, you know, as an opponent against me, I would prefer you to uh, just drop out of the race and everything goes away as opposed to having all this splattered all over com and talk radio and and mailers and everything else. And the Stone on Air podcast. Isn't it funny to listen to a 65-year-old man who would be splashed all over Chattanooga.com and mailers and talk radio yeah, and anybody else who wants it in new media as well. The good thing that Tim has going for him is that it is uh, it is an old man, old woman kind of uh, district. It doesn't get many young voters. I don't know why people are not more concerned with how the money within their county is being spent. It actually affects you directly. Why you're not concerned about that is also another podcast for another day. In the third clip of Brent Lambert's call with Tim Boyd, this is Tim pretending to be, I guess, kind of quote unquote the nice guy that he didn't have any really he didn't really have any choice here. It was his committee, his team, and they said if we go forward, we're gonna use this. It's just basically to me, it's a form of manipulation. They're saying this is this needs to go public, and I'm saying, well, I would prefer Brent. I hopefully the message can get to Brent that it's not going to be good for him personally. It's not going to be good for Tennessee Railroad Valley Railroad Museum since you've just been appointed CEO and president. I mean, uh, how's that nonprofit going to look at this stuff? That's why I call. That's why Alan gave you the call. Uh, TVRM is of an organization. It does great community uh, service, and a lot of uh, tourist dollars come in. And there's no Brent. That's the bottom line. If you stay in the race, it's not going to be pretty. If you get out of the race, all goes away. It's such condescension. It's such assholery. 
of just this whole oh and you you know this job what are they going to think about it you were just given the ceo position like like he doesn't know he's like laying out his resume and then you know you're now the president i mean what what is the nonprofit board going to think about this i mean it's such calculated condescending manipulation and it's quite shameful to be honest with you again there is no alleged here this is extortion by every definition of the word if you're asking me a jury of one the host of this show my name is brian stone in the next cut Mayor Lamburns asked Commissioner Boyd, if I don't drop out, are you taking this to the media? So if I don't, so if I don't drop out, then your team will take this to the media? My team will take it to every outlet there is. It's, <laughs> it's no holds barred. It's going to be in mailers. It's going to be on robocalls. It's going to be uh, in every outlet we have access to. Uh, and... You know, there's going to be photocopies of the documentation. Um, and when I was shown the documents by my team in a meeting, and I promise you, I did not uncover this stuff. Uh, like I said, some of my some of my team that have way more political experience than me, they said, "Oh my God, this is bad." Because I don't know how, you know, I, I'm looking at this that stuff and saying, well, this don't look good. And, and then the comments are, this is bad. This is beyond not good. This is bad. Okay, what are we going to do with it? Well, if he doesn't get in the way, if he don't turn his papers in, we're just going to do nothing with it. But when you turn your papers in, my phone started ringing off. When are we going to go? When are we going to go? I said, well, I, I, I would like to get the word to Brent that this doesn't have to be. So let me get this straight. Tim Boyd and his group have such damning financial information and what he is calling unethical uh, money spending or just paperwork that he and he's so it's so damaging and so bad, but they're not going to worry about it or do anything about it or tell anybody as long as he doesn't run for a commission seat from District 8 against Tim Boyd. That, then they don't care. That's such a load of shit. We all know that. And then this whole idea of playing dumb. Well, I mean, I looked at it and it didn't really seem like anything. And I wouldn't. we still don't know what it is. And my guess is from the front, if you the rejoin of the audio from the beginning of his press conference, Brent Lambert's press conference the other day, when he talked about borrowing money from the campaign, loaning the money the campaign, I'm assuming it has something to do with probably money and how it's being spent based on the campaign. Hell, he's trying for two damn political seats here. So maybe he is moving the money around wrong. And maybe it is a, a, a real just honest mistake. They haven't talked about that yet. We'll get close to that here in a minute. But this really is Lambert kind of stinging him all the way around. He's not really concerned with that part. He's just trying to get Tim Boyd to hang himself, which Tim is doing a damn good job of. So, of course, another thing you got to think about is, so if I just up and all of a sudden drop out, well, what is that going to look like? I mean, they're going to ask you, what? well, he just all of a sudden drops out right after he gets in. What? That looks weird. I mean, that's not going to come across as above board. And this is Tim's response to that. If you drop out. The media is going to call me for a comment, and my comment will be, I'm supportive of this decision. That's a personal decision. Uh, I'm going to continue to work with uh, Brian as mayor of East Ridge as a county commissioner, and we're going to try to do great things for East Ridge and continue that in the next years ahead, and that's where I'm going to be. And if, uh, is there any assurance? 
my word, friend, and I'm not going to bring up one thing negative. Uh, this this issue we're talking about, when I talk to my wife about, you know, my intentions are not to hurt Brent, your parents, your family, your your relationship with your board of directors. Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum is an icon in Hamilton County. I want it to remain that. I don't want to uh, hurt you, Brent. Uh, I don't have that intentions. I told you before, it's politics. If if you decide to drop out, then I'm going to be supportive of your decision publicly, and I want to be supportive of you as a mayor of East Ridge, and we're going to try to work together to do great things for East Ridge, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, 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 sure it will. Sure, 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 sure it will. Commissioner Tim Boyd talking to Brett Lambert, the mayor of East Ridge. And the final cut I have here, there you can go listen to all of it online if you want to search it out. It takes a little while to weed through. So this is the main gist of it. This is the final uh, one I've got where Brett Lambert asks Tim Boyd, what is it that you have exactly? Where he finally gets around to asking that. He hasn't done that yet. What is it that you have? And really, is any of this actually illegal? You know, I've, I've been thinking of it since we talked on Friday and trying to figure out what um, – what this is exactly would you mind telling me what what it is that that you have well it's the term my team used on the uh, information that they've shared with me is and this is not my term this is not my term this is their term this is blatantly unethical and could be significantly impactful for Vince future politics, livelihood, family. I said, whoa, how bad is this stuff? And they, and they just said, it's very bad in the public's eyes. Now, have you broken any laws? Probably not. But it's, it's, it's the timing that uh, when you connect all the dots and they put the story together, it's just... Uh, leaves the, the perception that Brent Lambert is an extremely unethical businessman. And uh, that is the point that my team will, will drive home for the next two months. It, it's not conjecture, Brent. They showed me the documents. And, yeah, if, if we go forward, I'll have to put my, yeah, I approve this message on everything. What a spineless, spineless coward. Just showing that a politician will go along with whatever it takes to win a seat, to have an extra, you know, supplemental income like that is for him. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It's probably not illegal, but I mean, I'll be forced to say I approve this message. What a joke. What a jackass. What a show today of exposing absolute morons in the city of Chattanooga absolute jackasses that just embarrass themselves every time you give them an opportunity. It is really remarkable. It is so remarkable what people think they can get away with in politics, in big corporate America, small corporate America. It's so ridiculous. So he gets indicted uh, on one account of extortion and turns himself in 
last, uh, that's Tim Boyd, that is, last uh, Monday. And he's been playing, or Tuesday, I should say, he's been playing damage control ever since. So here's his response from Facebook. To my friends, my family and I are fine. Just pray for Janice and our children. Today was a very sad day. It is sad to believe that those who crave power, like those at the top of the CVB, and the developers of Exit One are so afraid of public accountability that they would stoop to something as despicable as manipulating the justice system to attempt to destroy me, a regular guy who goes to work every day. It's sad that these civic leaders believe that you, my friends, my public supporters, and the voters are so dense that you cannot see through the nasty politics. It's sad that some of the Hamilton County's most prominent Democrats are trying to deceive good Republicans as they start voting. It is sad that these types of people hold influence over too many elected officials who say they are looking out for you, but only if it comes with campaign contributions. It is sad that Brett Lambert has so little integrity that he can be used by people like those at the CVB and those de developing Exit 1. It is sad that my accusers believe this political stunt would cause me to get out of the District 8 race. It's time for regular people to say enough is enough. I will run and win this election with your vote in the Republican primary for the Hamilton County Commission District 8. Please cast a vote that says you are not fooled. And then you have you blah, blah. And then it goes on from there and it cuts off. And I'm not reading another damn word of this lying assholes drivel that some person in his quote unquote group said. Is there any I told you he's not a Trump guy. How many times was the word sad used in there? Ten times at least probably. What's 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 a Trump word? Oh, sad. Oh, how sad. What a joke. And, and Brent Lambert might be a dirty politician, too. I don't know. But I don't have him on tape with clear proof of political extortion. So for now, Brent Lambert won, Tim Boyd zero when it comes to that discussion. So I don't care who you vote for what in the Hamilton County Commission. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the investment that's going on at Exit 1. It is in my city. It's in my district. I don't always head to local polls for local elections, uh, even though I preach that we always should. I'm not going to be a fake ass like everybody else I've been talking about today and lie and say that I do. I do sometimes, not always. I will absolutely be involved in this upcoming election for whoever's taking over for Commissioner of District 8 of Hamilton County. All right, that's all I got. I appreciate you guys hanging out. I tried to be as cool as I could with also trying to get across the fraudulent nature of at least three assholes in this city. Hopefully it came across well. We'll do it again next week. I appreciate it. White lies, black lies, all lies. They all matter. Yep, give me lawyers, guns, and money. I got to go. See you later. Bye. And lawyers, guns, and money.